This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, October 30th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a hot mess, a dumpster fire, and yet he is the birthday boy. This is mine. Jerem Jordan. This is mine. Happy birthday. You got some toilet Thank paper. Thank you. Uh, I am 2020. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm on a Zoom call. I can't hear you. No, no, no. Unmute yourself. <laughs> anyway, we're on the air. I can't do this. Anyways, this is mine. You got to buy your own. If you want some, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, and I just woke up. So yeah, here we are. For those merely listening, Jerem is quite literally wearing a t-shirt that is a dumpster on fire. Yeah, it's, it's 2020 is the dumpster fire. So let me know on the toilet paper. Anyways, a little more hand sanitizer wouldn't hurt. Do we need to check, take your temperature? Uh, by the way, six feet, just stay away from me, please. <laughs> and and uh, I, I think I know what you are. Are you... Have you come to erase my memory? I have come to erase the bad memories that you have oh, the bad memories. Up in 2020. Oh, we all have a lot of bad memories. I have Jeez. calculated all of the bad things that have happened in your life, Jeremy, in 2020 based on Can our Can you go before then as well? I've set it back to December 31st, 2019. That's as oh. far as we can go. Oh, man. Hey, there was too much to handle. I was going to say, when I was 11. I just, I just need you to look right here. Okay. Okay. Pew. All right. How you feeling, man? BYU's number 11 in the country? Did BYU make it to the NCAA tournament? I haven't heard. (laughs) We'll talk about basketball later. In the meantime, BYU football is rolling right now. they got a Heisman Trophy candidate. Well, life's good, And they're being discussed as a New Year's Six team and maybe go up a college football playoff team. No, they're not. Get out of here. This is all reality. No, they're not. Well, look who it is. (laughs) (laughs) Look who it is. It is Eric from Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tom Homo. Is it actually Aaron Eckhart, Two-Faced? Jeez. It's, has joined us as the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, viewer discretion advised, Tom? <laughs> wow. Quit acting like a bunch of prima donnas. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to serenade us or what? Are you going to sing? Can you sing, too? Does that come with this? No. <laughs> how's, Chris, Amazing, how's, Christine, costume. How's, how's Christine doing? <laughs> Christine is doing well. I think she has a case of COVID and she's not with me today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what was the motivation behind this one? This is, this is incredible. Uh, I was thinking about ha- having to wear a mask this year and how could I incorporate. So it didn't quite cover up all the way, but I do have... <laughs> Something that can go over this when I'm a, when I'm less than six feet like you boys today. This is incredible, Tom. Uh, you you've outdone yourself again. What type of uh, makeup commitment are we talking about here? This is my dear friend Janine Hollentos from She's the awesome. Theater Media Arts. Unbelievable. So it's one of my favorite days of the year to be able to spend a couple hours, <laughs> but it's fun and uh, our student athletes love it to be able to dress up. So I'll spend most of the day going around to the teams and watching them and see what they got dressed up for. Fantastic. It's, it's hair. It's the contact too, by the way. Oh, Was that hard to put in? 
contact? <laughs> i tell you what, Tom, the music of the night right now is the fact that BYU football is undefeated. Life's so good. You're serenading us with something, whether you like it or not. Well, it's, uh, it's Halloween, and some people said, you can't get dressed up this year. I said, oh, yes, I can. We're going to keep things going. When things are rolling, uh, we just want to keep on going. So happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks. Let me know Thank if you, you need Tom. some toilet paper, Tom. Hey, we're, we're fans no, of the Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> he's, ba- he's back. He's got to go into the theater. <laughs> he's got to go haunt the theater. He's going into the loft. <laughs> Dude, listen, you talk about some of the best costumes he's ever put out. That's up there. And he's done some incredible ones, right? Ernesto de la Cruz. From Coco. Voldemort. Abraham Lincoln. Mad Hatter. Einstein. Yeah, I mean, up like, he is is as good as anyone, sports, BYU, whatever, in the country at this. Aladdin, of course, the genie last year, which scared me to death. And she needs legit, by the way, the oh, makeup artist. Clearly. Like, like, we've done some stuff with her. She is incredible. incredible. There's never been a better Abraham Lincoln. More like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Eric from Phantom. That's awesome, dude. Talk about two ends of the spectrum and Halloween I really costumes. wish you would have We've got, we've got the, dump, the dumpster fire over here. Yeah. <laughs> we've got the Phantom yeah. of the Opera. Feels good to not do my hair for the show. So, yeah. Here's your Friday Halloween Eve show lineup. What is the candy corn and the king-size candy bar equivalent for the Halloween showdown at Lavelle Edwards Stadium between BYU and Western Kentucky? We'll discuss. The last man to play quarterback for BYU during a Halloween game, Ryan Hancock, he's also a former major leaguer, will join us to discuss a scary good performance 28 years ago for the Cougars against Penn State. Plus, Zach Wilson as a bachelorette contestant? Mm Mm-hmm. The game note that will make you feel most comfortable about BYU's chances tomorrow and a Hilltopper edition of Prop Picks. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's game day for number 11 BYU as they host Western Kentucky uh, in the first ever matchup between the two. It's Hilltopper's first time in Utah, fourth longest road trip in school history, by the way. Cougars have already defeated two other conference USA foes this year, La Tech, UTSA. Catch Cougar pregame live, BYU Radio, 8.15 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV tomorrow at 9 Eastern. We have a wealth of awesome for Cougars in the NFL this weekend, including some Cougar on Cougar competition. Harvey Longy with the New York Jets taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and Daniel Sorensen, of course coached by former Cougar Andy Reid. I had the Chiefs in that game, Jerem. How about yeah. you? Also, you just saw it a moment ago. Fred Warner with the San Francisco 49ers taking on Jerem Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Jerem, are, scar- are you scared? Are your Seahawks scared of the nightmare that Fred Warner is going to bring? Look at that poster. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Hold on, just checking. A couple of Freddies coming for the Seahawks. <laughs> yes, we're still six feet away. Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers will host the Vikings. Jamal enjoying an increased role with Aaron Jones a little bit banged up. Sione Takitaki and the Cleveland Browns get a shot at Ben Bagley's Raiders. Mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noyen, the Dolphins back to work against the L.A. Rams. Don't forget Taysom Hill and the Saints against the Bears. Michael Davis with the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. They're about to beat the Denver Broncos. It's going to be a good weekend for Cougs in the NFL. Buick Hoops opens the season less than four weeks from today as pre-practice continues. Mark Pope says BYU is focusing on crashing the boards. One of the ways that our guys can get a lot of catches, a lot of touches, is just going to work on the boards. You know, we're going to really 
sell out on that. We were the 344th best offensive rebounding team in the country last year. There's only 353 teams, so there was only, we were ninth worst in the country. So Tom called me over the summer. He's like, if you can't at least get to 343rd in the country, you're out. So we've had a huge focus on offensive rebound. I think we have a chance. Yes, they do. Sometimes they'll send three to the glass, we're told. The non-conference schedule has yet to be announced. We anxiously await it. Well, BYU's got 7-3, 6-11, 6-10, and 6-9 Gavin Baxter with the... Among others. Seven-foot wingspan. Them two, I think. Like, it's crazy. It's going to be a little bit better offensive rebounding this year. Speaking of uh, BYU basketball and athletic bigs, Yoli Child showed off his athleticism at the 2020 NBA Draft Combine, approaching the number one power forward spot in multiple categories. He jumped 38 and a half inches, Jerem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's legit, dude. That's awesome. 38 and a half inches at his size? That would have taken the number one spot at last year's Combine. His current stats would have placed him in the top three for every category in last year's Combine as well. To quote Childs, I'm a lot more athletic than I get credit for. I think he gets credit for being athletic. Just see the dunk over Utah, okay? Mm-hmm. There's that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. I want some candy, and not just any candy. I want the best candy. I'm not talking about candy corn, Jerem. I don't want Are you that. looking at me right now or are you looking elsewhere? I am looking right okay, at Okay, I you. just can't tell. Well, it's part of the costume. And yeah. My men in black uh, getup. I think you should square up elsewhere but look at me and then it's weird. I should square. Yeah, yeah like this, but you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to throw you off a yep. little bit. Yep. Okay. What is the candy corn version of BYU competing against Western Kentucky tomorrow? Meaning... Yeah. It's candy. Oh, but I know it's, what it means. Yeah. Candy corn stinks. I don't like candy corn. I know there are those that do. My wife likes it. My Venna likes it. Uh, losing would be candy corn for sure. BYU ain't going to lose, though. Um, yeah, BYU's vying for a New Year's Six bowl. If they lost, that'd blow it up. I think if the game's close, like UTSA, that would be candy corn. It'd be like, yeah, it's candy, but it doesn't taste very good. Ugh. It's not my first choice. In fact, it's probably my last. Mm. I would think like a 10 point or even a 19 point game or something. This has got to be a 17-plus. In fact, this has got to be a 24-plus. really does. If not more. I'm not a candy corn guy. I'll eat a few pieces, and then it suffices. You will eat some? I'll I'll eat a few pieces. I won't even eat it. I will not eat it. Okay, so it's not like you hate it so much that you're you're comparing it to a loss tomorrow for BYU. Yeah, which is not going to happen. That is serious disdain of the candy corn. To me, a loss would be like the apple that you get with a wormhole in it. Uh, that'd be with a couple of worms in it. <laughs> that'd be bad. With, You're not eating that thing? That'd be thing? like with poison Come in on, it. Come yeah. on, really? Or it's like the gross Tootsie Roll that's been like halfway opened, and you're oh pretty sure that somebody like poisoned it, so that's like, you quickly throw it away. Like a feral cat has <laughs> bitten into it or something. Okay, that to me is the loss. Like the gross piece of candy that you're pretty sure has been poisoned and it's half opened, or the apple with wormholes in it. Yeah, you're not eating that. Candy corn for me is... It's still candy. It's still sugar. It's still candy? Debatable. It's, it's got sugar in it. <laughs> hey, if you're starving, maybe you have a handful. If you're right? starving? So BYU. What, are we sending candy corn to the hungry? BYU winning We don't close. even send that. BYU winning close would be the candy corn for me. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's still a win. It's still candy, but it's not, it's not good candy. Turning it over would be a candy corn thing, too. Too much. BYU's done a pretty good job of not turning it over very much. 
Zach Wilson's thrown one pick. Like, if he threw two picks, yes. that'd be corn, candy cornish in this game. That'd be an open bag of candy corn, you know? I don't even want a whiff. I don't even want a close pick. You know what I mean? See, for me, anything less than a 20-point win yeah. is probably too close. I might even extend that to 24. Given the way BYU's playing, given how poorly Western Kentucky has played and what the line is, this team should have lost Chattanooga. Western week. Kentucky's averaging 17 points a game. It's and they're so giving bad, up dude. 27 a game. They're playing on the road. 27's not terrible. We're going to get into all types of game notes that should make BYU fans feel pretty good about this. I don't think there's anything we could say that will make them feel even better. Anything BYU's less... ranked 11th and 6-0. No. We're not adding That's a That's why the expectations are such against Western right. Kentucky. Right. you got to win by 20-plus, in my mind. Okay, candy corn's the uh, one end of the spectrum. Yes. All those who like candy corn, mm-hmm. we apologize for absolutely nothing. <laughs> What's the king size candy bar equivalent in this game? Uh, for me, it's a 40-plus point win, Jerem. Mm, yep. You're going okay. to the rich houses. Yep. You're utilizing Don't come uh, to my neighborhood, yeah, all, all of the resources <laughs> from the, the people that have the most to give out. You want the king-size Reese's. You want the king-size Kit Kat. You're going to go to the rich neighborhood. For me, this Not would a be, king size candy corn. be why you're going to the riches of their talents with Zach Wilson and yep. Dax Milne and yep. Tyler Algier and the defense dominating the offensive line, reestablishing that run game. BYU wins by 40-plus. That, to me, is my king-size candy bar. Is it that wild, though? I'm going to give you a game note in about 30 minutes that would suggest that BYU winning by 40-plus against Western Kentucky maybe isn't that wild. Okay, then. That's what we call tease in the biz. Yeah, BYU does what it's been doing, winning 45-14. That's the average score. Yeah. That'd be awesome. West Kentucky hasn't allowed a ton on defense, by the way. 370 a game is decent. 28 points total. That's that's fine. The offense has been the issue. 13th worst in points and yards per game. Yee. As you mentioned, 17.7, then 277 on offense. Woof. For those tuning in, I'm 2020. That's why I look weird. Okay, anyway. <laughs> every, I, I want everyone to be healthy and ready to rock for Boise State. That's like my number one hope for this game. It's not that BYU wins or wins handily, that no one gets hurt. Because the season rides on next week. For next week to matter, BYU needs to get through this week. And, yeah, that'd be the king size version. I'm trying very hard to take you seriously right now. <laughs> this, is no, this is no product, bro. This is no product. I love it. I love it. You said I'm it's, doing it's all, liberating. All, it's, all bangs. You got, the Jim, you got the Jim Halpert hair going on right now. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should put my mask back on now. <laughs> okay. So here's the wait, thing. Ho- wait, hold on. I just got to get some sanitizer on. It's been a couple minutes. Okay. You need any? You good? Uh, hey, hand you it over. You want hand some? it over. We want to okay, be safe. I'm going to put it in the middle. Okay, and then okay. You I'm going to reach for it. Yeah, there we go. So there that we go. maintain the proper social distancing, yeah. make the me physical for, distancing. Make me forget later. Are you a physical distancing guy, or do you say social distancing? What do you What do you uh, favor, Depends though? on the person and how they smell. That's my take on that. Okay. I would very much love for BYU to just make this game get out of hand really quickly. Quick start. Yes. Crush their hopes. Yes. Make it happen fast so that we can all enjoy Halloween night and not have to stress about BYU dropping in the polls because it was too close and things. Just take care of business for the East yes, Coast. Bachman we, turnover. We talked yes. about this last week. The East Coast people that are not going to watch this game because it's late and it they're taking their kids ten twenty, taking their kids trick or treating. Like they're going to wake up in the morning. They took all them already. See, it's ten twenty when it starts. All they're going to want to see is a score. If they yeah, see BYU 40-plus yeah. and yeah, Western Kentucky sure. under 20, it's like, okay, check. BYU is still doing their thing. On to Boise State. Yes, absolutely. Do you need a roll? You good? I'm you good. you have enough at home? I'm I, I bought everything Costco had. 
Look, we've got plenty back at headquarters. Are you sure? Okay. So. <laughs> back at headquarters. <laughs> K you're, hooked me up. You're, you're built for this? Yes. By the nice. way, I'm Agent Y. Oh, okay. Okay. At least we know why. We've got J and K. I am Agent Y. Good. How are you feeling today after uh, the memory jog? What memory jog? <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Well, That's what I like to hear. Wait. Our question of the day. I what signed would, up for Cougar Board. What would you consider a trick and treat for BYU tomorrow against Western Kentucky? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At vacay by April, making another appearance on the show this week through social media. We're almost there. (laughs) My treat would be a perfect game for Zach Wilson. No incompletions, no interceptions. No, what? The 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 perfect game? Forget king size. You just bought the whole grocery store with the candy with no incompletions. Yeah, didn't uh, you know the shopping spree show come back or whatever? That'd be that. The yeah. trick would be a trick field goal to run it in for a touchdown. Yes, uh, Ryan Rico's like, hey, your boy is ready. ready. To, you know, your boy is ready to go. I have the longest rush all year. Forty nine yards. yards. Let's go. Okay, coming up is Western Kentucky a trap game at all? And the last quarterback to play on Halloween and win a huge game on Halloween. Ryan Hancock will join us to relive the Penn State treat. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Spencer Linton as they get you ready for BYU in Western Kentucky on Countdown to kick off tomorrow, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. I have an upgrade on this, so let's just let's just make sure that we're okay. Yep, yep. All right. We're good. That thing actually looks like it's uh, a little bit longer than <laughs> yeah, six Yeah, it looks feet. like 10 feet. Jeez. It's the extra safe. Yes. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Measuring stick. Yeah. <laughs> leveler. Is that what it is? I think it's a massive leveler <laughs> that happens to also measure. Yeah. We are live in Studio B the day before Halloween. It's Halloween. Look out. Hey, look out. Look out. <laughs> this is my toilet paper, settle, by the way. Settle down, 2020. Can't have it. Good grief. Can't have it. It's mine. I am Spencer Linton alongside own. a disheveled Jerem Jordan. 2020, man. He's a dumpster fire. I'm, tw- I'm 2020. <laughs> Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former BYU quarterback, former BYU baseball pitcher, and former Major League pitcher Ryan Hancock. Ryan, it's been forever. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. I'm could- terrible. I'm 2020 for Halloween. I hate, I hate it. <laughs> I'm annoyed at everything. Yeah, there's, there's some truth in that. <laughs> the filter's off for Jerem today, Ryan, so be careful. It's No worries. We couldn't think of a better person to talk to as uh, BYU prepares for a Halloween game against Western Kentucky than the last guy to play for BYU and quarterback them during a Halloween game. And what a game it was, 1992 against Penn State. Ryan, what do you remember about that Halloween win over the Nittany Lions? Man, um, I'd have to say that was probably one of my favorite games I ever played at Cougar Stadium. Not that I played that many, but... um, Definitely memorable. Um, they came in um, with the typical hype you would get playing a, a team like Penn State. Um, we had we're, we were on a roll at, the, at that time, and we were confident that um, that we could give them a good contest. And it was just a whole lot of fun that game because we dominated from the first snap. And um, you know what I remember from that game is 
um, just a, a few series in, just seeing the kind of change in their eyes, uh, I, I could you could just see that uh, that that they were kind of like deer in headlights. They were like, we weren't expecting this, <laughs> and um, it was just fun because we were just rolling on them. You were up 27-3 in the second quarter. Did you feel like the game was over at that point, or were you still concerned because this is 14th-ranked Penn State, this is Joe Paterno, this is the uh, yeah. Lions? Um, well, you know what? This uh, was playing, and the way our, our O-line was just um, blowing up uh, their D-line, um, uh, no, not worried at all. Uh, you know, I, it, they just, um, you know, they were just struggling big time, and and we were rolling on offense. Um, I, I really felt like we could have run it up, um, and I think that the reason we didn't is because um, Lavelle's relationship with <laughs> with Mr. Paterno, um, so with Coach Paterno, so uh, uh, we, we we really could have run it up worse than we did. Kalen Hall ran for 117. The team ran for 241. You did throw for three touchdowns. Did you feel like this was a rushing day? Like, okay, the run game was going to win this one. Um, it was really typical of that season. Um, really, the run set up the throw. Um, we, uh, you know, with that tandem of Jamal and and Kalen, um, we would soften up the defense, um, and that was typically our game plan. And in that game in particular, I just remember um, Kalen went crazy running draw traps up the middle all day. Um, I think uh, their nose guard was probably um, pretty beat up by the second quarter yeah, yeah. <laughs> from getting uh, blindsided. Uh, I just remember giving the uh, calling that 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 draw trap up the middle, um, and Kalen getting nine, ten, fifteen yards every single time. Former BYU quarterback Ryan Hancock with us on BYU Sports Nation, Ryan. To set up some context for the 1992 season, for those who don't know, you were the third-string quarterback going in behind John Walsh and Steve Clements, this right after Ty Detmer. In your wildest, did you ever imagine that you would be starting the Halloween game against Penn State? (laughs) Um, You know what? Uh, That season, I pretty much took one practice at a time. Uh, Obviously, at the start of the season, um, it was tough and frustrating to not be the starter, but pretty much at that point, I just put my head down and stayed, stayed to work. Um, and it just is interesting the way the chips fell, um, things worked out and, um, it's, it's a difficult situation to be in, but, um, you know, you never know how things are going to work out and, um, they worked out for my benefit. And, um, and, uh, I think things, uh, you know, went, went well and, I was excited to uh, have that opportunity, of course. Um, you know, that whole season I just took um, one game at a time because it was just so crazy. Um, I think one of the reasons I was able to be successful is um, I really didn't have um, the opportunity to feel all that pressure because things happened so fast that season. All of a sudden, I'm one week I'm, I'm third string, then I'm second string, um, uh, halfway through um, the Hawaii game, and, and then you know Steve Clements went down, and I was in there before I even had a chance to think about it. Baylor, so, uh, yeah, Baylor Go Romney ahead. actually pulled a Ryan Hancock. He's a third <laughs> string who beats number fourteen. 
at home mm-hmm. on national TV. So that's interesting. We want to talk about the starting quarterback, Zach Wilson. What a season he's having. What have you thought yeah. about his performance and his elevation into the Heisman conversation? Um, well, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, that kid has a dedication level um, that is pretty much unmatched. He's got some great um, role models he's been able to be exposed to. Um, he's put himself in a great situation because of that. Um, anytime you you know try to emulate players um, that um, that you know you're you're around like he was um, able to do this summer. Um, uh, you know, it's it's going to be, um, you know, the results are going to be fantastic. And and I really feel like um, his success is just reflection on the work that he's put in. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me at all. I, and and I was aware last season that, that he struggled through um, some slight injuries um, enough to, you know, play through, but, you know, not be at 100%. And that's a tough situation to be in because you have to take all that criticism and you want to blame that, but um, you also, um, you know, don't want to be that guy blaming, you know, things like injuries. So um, it's a tough situation, but it's great to see, um, you know, him be rewarded at this point. Brian Hancock on BYU Sports Nation. Here BYU sits, number 10 in the country in the coaches' poll, number 11 in the AP poll. We are discussing the Cougars as a dark horse potential in the college football (laughs) playoff, and it seems that if BYU goes undefeated, most national analysts think they're a lock for the New Year's Six. Ryan, where do you sit on all of this, handling the national hype? Are you buying in to the New Year's Six and (laughs) gulp the college football playoff? You know what? Um, It's it's, it's it's a lot of fun to, to see this happening. I, I think that the maturity of this team is, is showing right now because, you know, it's very possible they could have already have had one of those slip up situations because they had their eye on the wrong thing. But because the way this season has gone down with the craziness, um, they've had to focus um, on, on just doing things one day at a time. And um, they haven't focused on, you know, that everything going on around them, um, you know, I, I, me watching this stuff happening with the media, uh, it's just interesting because I feel like um, it's, it's happening and it's not, um, how do I want to put it? Uh, you know, it, it just seems like, you know, they're blowing up, uh, you know, everything that, um, you know, it's going on with the Cougars and, and they love what they see. And, and, um, you know, the coaches are saying all the right thing and they're, and they're, they're not, um, you know, buying into it. And, and I think that that's, you know, the key here that they're just focusing on, on their day to day, um, preparations and, you know, just not, not falling into that trap that can happen. Yeah, luckily there's no daily TV and radio shows. I have to talk about it every day, which is good <laughs> news yeah. for all of us. Yes. I mean, if there was, that'd be crazy. Okay, let's yeah. finish with this. Is BYU ever going to have a quarterback like you? You played in the majors as a pitcher, and you quarterbacked BYU. I mean, what you did is wild. Will we ever see that again with somebody? Um, well, I've always been a fan of the multi-sport athlete, um, and there's a lot of people out there that – 
that uh, that think that it develops you, um, you know, a very well makes you a very well rounded athlete because you're put in so many different situations, um, different leadership situations, different types of you know, preparation, um, that you have to go through. Um, and well, we have Jaron Hall, look at, look at him. Jaron could, could be in that situation. You never know. Um, I, I think, um, baseball is, um, it develops a whole different side of, um, of, of an athlete that football does. Um, so, you know, it, it worked well for me and I definitely think it could work well for someone in the future, especially, um, uh, a baseball player. Jaron Hall, dual sport lifestyle that you lived. Uh, we wonder when and if we're going to see him again. But in the meantime, Ryan, great to talk with you. And I don't know what you're doing tonight, but maybe you're watching reruns of that 1992 <laughs> Penn State BYU game. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, it's it's just um, funny. It's some of the things that are going on with the, with the Cougars right now, and I will will say that uh, um, uh, any of the Cougar fans out there that are worried about um, about the Cougars being soft because they're bachelor or bachelorette fans. Um, they shouldn't worry about it because I've been watching it since they've been in diapers. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I don't think I'm soft. So I, I think the Cougars are going to be fine. Ryan Hancock, will you accept this blue rose from BYU Sports oh, yeah. Nation? <laughs> Thanks, man. Great to talk with you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Ryan Hancock on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I had a VHS, uh, you know, cassette tape of 92 BYU football versus Wyoming that I, for, I don't know why I had it, but because I lived out of the state, so I couldn't watch BYU very much as a you kid. You should record until, it on the VHS. Until I moved here in 95. My hair's a mess, but this is 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of feels liberating. Anyways, I watched that game a ton. Hunter the Punter and Ryan Hancock and these guys. It was awesome. That 92 team was sneaky good, man. Okay, coming up, game notes and the Rootables are in the hole. And is Zach Wilson a more likely Heisman winner? Or, speaking of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, a Bachelorette contestant? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Station. What it's come to. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Welcome back to a Halloween Eve edition of BYU Sports Nation. He is Jerem Jordan, the dumpster fire of 2020. I'm 2020. And I am Agent Y, Spencer Linton with Men in Black. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Does any part of you feel like tomorrow's a trap game? No, not at all. BYU's too focused. Western Kentucky is yeah. not good enough to really make BYU have to worry a ton. Not at all. What if I told you Western Kentucky hasn't scored 25 in a game this year? That would help that idea, right? Let's like, go ahead and double down on I'm me not worrying sure about it. I'm going to score 40-plus, so no. Okay. All right, let's set up this next question with a quotable gem from BYU's Heisman hopeful quarterback, Zach Wilson. Here we go. Now, surprisingly, I think a lot more people watch it than they'd, they'd admit. You know, I think a bunch of our coaches watch it. I don't care what they say. I know they watch it. Um, I'm with me and, and my three roommates, two of our main receivers at home watching it, you know, and so <laughs> there's a whole bunch of guys that watch it. Uh, apparently, the BYU football team's all in on the Bachelorette, Jim. It being the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So, 
With that in mind, what's more likely? Zach Wilson as a Heisman winner or a contestant off the Bachelorette? Now, he's certainly in the Heisman conversation. I don't think he's going to win it, but if he's a finalist, that'd be awesome. This is a kid that when he was enrolled early, graduated high school early, was at BYU as uh, the winter semester, what would be end of the senior year. He took two girls to prom, so I'm pretty sure the bachelorette would be a good thing for him. Oh, he'd be the bachelor. Right. Right? Right. All the women. I mean, like, he'd be a dude vying for the bachelorette. (laughs) Yeah. I think he'd do just fine. He's got the baby face. He's got the swagger. He's got the status as the quarterback. The quarterback. Jesse Palmer did this, Jerem. Jesse Palmer did this. It's Jesse Palmer's fault that Zach Wilson is going to be on The Bachelor. Is Zach Wilson Jesse Palmer part two? Yeah. In terms of The Bachelorette? Maybe. Uh, Zach Wilson, better quarterback than Jesse Palmer. College football bowl schedules out. Which date should Cougar fans circle on their calendars? Oh, I don't know, Jerem. I was going to say the holiday bowl, but it's gone. Yeah. So my preseason projection of BYU playing in the Holiday Bowl is not going to happen because they're not playing the game. Barry. Other than that, New Year's Six Bowls, Jerem. New Year's Six Bowls. December 30th, Cotton Bowl. Or the Fiesta Bowl. And then the other rando, December 21st, Myrtle Beach Bowl would be fun. Going to South Carolina? Although that's the Sunbelt Conference USA MAC game, but it's owned by ESPN, so there's always a chance. Pass on Williams. You busy, bro? Hi, Son Williams! We need an analyst. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Let's go, baby. (laughs) I miss him. Back to the Heisman conversation. Mm -hmm. The front runner in that convo and prospective number one NFL draft pick Trevor Lawrence of Clemson has unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 and must isolate from his team. Ten days. He's probably out for a few games. How does Trevor Lawrence's positive COVID result affect Zach Wilson's Heisman resume? Not a ton. Trevor Lawrence is a clear number one, then it's probably, you know, Mac Jones and or Justin Fields at that point. So just being in the conversation is probably pretty good. If he's top five at the end, that's awesome. If he's a finalist, that's incredible. Trevor Lawrence is hands down the fair. It's it's Trevor Lawrence and then the rest. There's a huge chasm between Trevor Lawrence and the rest of the candidates. He would have to sit out the remainder of the season really, for this to be a thing. And it's it's going to be a game or two. So, no, no deal here. Could a Nebraska Big Ten rift be a good thing for BYU's conference expansion hopes? Yes, it adds to the chaos. I want chaos theory. I want it implemented in college football. Okay, Malcolm. Just throw things into a big old pot, stir it around, and then dump it out and see what happens. Perhaps it is. I'm not convinced that anyone's going to expand per se. We keep assuming there's expansion. No, that, that's, but teams have to add value. It could be poaching they, too. Like they, it doesn't have to be expansion. Right. There needs to be some movement. Who's going to move? I, I'm not convinced that that will necessarily happen at all. Hopefully it does for BYU, but no one has to do anything. Can we banish a few underperforming football programs from Power 5 status? I wish, dude. Can we, can but, we get no. that going? Relegation, Kansas, please. Kansas football is the example of why that's never going to happen. They exist. <sighs> Power 5 relegation would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. the uh, motherland agrees context. soccer. You want context? Sheffield for Wednesday. Three promoted. And eight, three and eight Kansas versus... Whoever late in the season, like oh loser, drops down to to G five status. American Athletic like, Everything has athletic. context. Oh, it's it'd be so fun. There's no way that will ever happen. Yeah, I, I I want chaos. More chaos, the better. Holy yoli, he jumped out of the gym at the NBA Combine. Jerem, which number will be better? Yoli Child's thirty eight and a half inch vertical or the overall pick 
he potentially could be selected with in the NBA draft. So would he be the 38th pick or better, right? I, I think he'll be after 38, somewhere in the second round. Uh, that'd be ninth pick of the second round or beyond. There's, it goes up to 60. But it feels like he could be a second rounder, right? First rounder feels like a stretch at this point, although that would be awesome. But uh, second round would be uh, nice for you. If he's undrafted, maybe it's a better option. Like we talk about the NFL where it's like, hey, it's better to be a undrafted free agent than it is a sixth or seventh round pick. Yes. Sometimes. But there's value in being wanted by a specific team, right? Like they- Well, unless that team stinks. You just want to play for the New York Knicks. No, the Knicks are the worst. No. <laughs> Not a fan. I I think Yoli Childs has played himself into a draft pick. I couldn't be more happy for him. 2020 has been a weird year across all sports. There are some European guys that are not going to be in the draft this year because they're kind of monitoring the situation. This is all good for Yoli. I'm with you. I think he's somewhere between 45 and 55 when all is said and done in the second round. If he's Mr. Irrelevant in basketball, that wouldn't be the worst thing either. As long as it's not the Knicks, right? As long as it's not the Knicks. That's too good of a pick for the Knicks. Coming up, Prop Picks, Hilltopper Edition. And game notes to make you sound really smart for BYU football's Halloween showdown. And which teams BYU should root for this week? The Rootables. We're hoping for Upset City. This is BYU Sports Nation. You need any sanitizer? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Big red, you dog. That's the costume I want for Halloween. Cougar pregame live. That might be you. Cougar pregame live begins 8.15 Eastern tomorrow as not Jason Shepard gets you ready for the game. I'm told he's on the show. My bad. Tomorrow, 8.15 Eastern on BYU Radio. They got you all day, by the way. Pregame, game, postgame's like 18 hours. Just kidding. It's two, but it's amazing. I listen to it. I love it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B on Halloween Eve on Jerem's birthday. Hi. What's up? You look better than ever, my friend. Yay. (laughs) It's time for this week's edition of Game Notes. We want to make you really smart and sound smart around the water cooler with your BYU football friends. Maybe you're smarter than us. Who knows? Okay, number one, BYU is beating opponents 45-14 through six games. That's the fifth best margin of victory in FBS beyond Northwestern, Wisconsin, Ohio State. They've all played one game, by the way. So of teams that have played two or more, it's only Clemson that BYU trails in that regard. BYU is blowing out fools. A margin of 31. More on that in just a moment. This marks the first ever matchup between Western Kentucky and BYU. It will also be the Hilltoppers' first ever game in the state of Utah. They never go west. This is the fourth yeah. farthest west that the team has ever traveled and the farthest west they've ever traveled as a member of the upper division. And it was set, meaning FBS, it was set up uh, because of the, uh, one, the pandemic, and two, the Sirius XM poll. Okay, BYU's defense has allowed a total of two rushing touchdowns all year. Tied for second among teams with at least four games played. Wow. Only two. How about that? It's all right. BYU has Zach Wilson and a bevy of receivers that would happily catch a ball in the end zone. Defense allowed. Ah. Uh, yeah. BYU is only allowed two rushing touchdowns. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Since 2007, Western Kentucky is 1-10 against ranked opponents. The average margin of defeat in those 10 losses, Jerem, 30.5 points. And that one win was Marshall, so it was a league opponent. So it's 0-10 against non Correct. So tough sledding. So when I say I think BYU could win by 40 and we could all have a king-size candy bar of a victory tomorrow night, 
I don't think it's that much of a stretch. You just pointed out average margin of victory for BYU is 31. Western Kentucky's losing these games by 31. Yeah, well, there you go. 31 it is. Hilltoppers have given it away 11 times, resulting in 51 points. So when they turn it over, the other team scores. The BYU defense has fended off five turnovers for a total of zero points. That's wild. BYU has not allowed a point off turnovers. That's a wild stat. And the offense has done a pretty good job of holding on to the pill. Western Kentucky quarterback Tyrell Pigrom has done a nice job of holding on to the pill. He's the only quarterback in the country to throw seven or more touchdown passes without an interception. In fact, he's thrown 113 total passes in 2020. No picks. Yeah, and, and Pigram is one of two guys, right? They have Thomas as well. Not Those guys aren't tremendous uh, passers. More on that a little bit later. Gunnar Romney needs five yards. Dax Mill needs seven yards to become the 67th and 68th receivers in BYU history with 1,000 yards. So if Gunnar Romney plays off the hamstring, we'll see if he does, then uh, he and Dax almost assuredly will get to that mark tomorrow, which is pretty cool. The specialists for both of these teams are crushing it at the field goal level. Neither team has missed a field goal this season. Nice. BYU, six for six. The Hilltoppers, five for five. You always missed the PAT, yes. but it wasn't Jake Oldroyd. It was Jake Oldroyd. Yeah. Now, if Western Kentucky is kicking field goals against BYU, it's going to be a long night for the Hilltoppers. And I've had a lot of people ask me, what in the world is a Hilltopper? It literally is a house or a school on top of a hill. Yep. So pretty, there you pretty go. Pretty self-explanatory. There you go. Now. What's a sooner? After BYU takes care of business against Western Kentucky. And before, BYU fans should have their eyes peeled across the scoreboard. Scoreboard watching, which teams to root for, who wins, and if they do so, it helps BYU. These are the rootables, Jerem. And my number one rootable tomorrow is the same opponent that I was rooting against last week, Oklahoma State. They take on Texas. The Longhorns. Welcome. And Sam Ellinger are going to go into Stillwater and knock off Oklahoma State, the number six team in the country, and the Big 12 can officially kiss their college football playoff hopes (laughs) goodbye. And BYU at number 11 probably jumps up another spot as Oklahoma State falls in the polls. Good. Let's go Longhorns tomorrow against the Cowboys. Okay, uh, one I'm looking at, Memphis at number seven, Cincy. Cincy, the G5 darling right now. If Memphis, who was the G5 team last year, mm-hmm. oh, listen to that, the Memphis fight song. Let's go, baby. Go Tigers! Go Penny Hardaway. Little Penny! Little, little Penny going to be the Bearcats! Yes. Hopefully, uh, the Bearcats get out of the way. and BYU occupies, although they aren't the G5 team, that sort of best of the rest spot, right? BYU is the next highest ranked team. So, go Memphis! Yes, uh, the Memphis Tigers. So, in this instance, it's kind of like... The BYU Tigers. Sort of like the BYU Tigers. They, they can help us. From the potato ball to years ago. <laughs> Zach Wilson looks around in the moment like, what? Texas and Memphis, the top two rootables for Jerem and me. Honorable mentions, Jerem. How lots. about the top 20 showdown between number 18 Penn State and number 3 Ohio State? Yeah, BYU needs Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson to just win out. Just win As out. As Beth Moen's discussed yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Because if Penn State wins, now they're back in the conversation after losing to Indiana in overtime on a two-point conversion. And would Ohio State drop below BYU? No. And this point was brought up by our producer so. Ben Bagley yesterday, and it's a valid one. Like, Ohio State loses a close game, they're probably not dropping seven they, spots. Right, they've dropped 
you'd think three to five. So that one, yeah. Is, that. is it better for Ohio State to just keep winning and take that yes. spot? The answer is dominate yes. the Big Ten. My daughter's learning what a fact and opinion is, and so it's really annoying uh, because, because I'll say, well, I, she said, hey, this way is faster on a road. Mom took us this way, and I said, well, I go on this road, and I, I believe it's faster. She goes, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I go, well, how about we time it, and then it's a fact. And she goes, well, no, I don't want to. I go, oh, okay. We we'll just won't time it so that it stays an opinion. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think with Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama that it makes sense that BYU would sure. if, it, it benefit from them winning out. Now, a couple of reaches here. <laughs> Notre Dame takes on a really bad Georgia Tech team. That's not going to happen. Yeah, the, one, the other one I'm keeping an eye on is Boise State. We, BYU needs Boise State to win. That needs to be a more meaningful yes. um, BYU needs game them to be for, ranked. Yes. Well, and later at the end of the season. Because yeah. it's not as important for BYU to play a ranked Boise State next week. It is at the end of the season to go, Boise State's ranked 19th or whatever. Navy takes on number 22 SMU tomorrow. Go Navy. Go midshipmen. Let's go Kenny yeah. Niamatololo and the Middies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, coming up, rise and shout out to the man with the costume. And a hilltopper edition of Prop Picks. This is BYU Sports Nation. Get your toilet paper. Anybody need me? I got plenty. I'm hoarding, hoarding all this stuff. BYU Sports Nation's rise and shout out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Happy Halloween Eve. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Let's get to our prop picks. Jason Shepard still leading the way, Jerem. we got to catch him, man. Come on. We can buy an efforts here to take down Jason Shepard. No, league. every man for himself. Oh, fine. Spoken like a true 2020 savant. Listen, if you need one, they're <laughs> only $5 each. Okay? All right, Ben Bagley, what do you have for us? All right, let's start here. Over, under, six minutes into the first quarter. Game time to be specific here. Six minutes of game time before we get the Zach Wilson used to travel every weekend to move work out with John Beck in California story. Over. I'm taking the over. I think analysts are becoming aware of this. BYU fans are a little annoyed about it. Did you know that Ziggy Ansah never put on pads before he played BYU? Did you know that? How about that? It's crazy, right? I will point out that we already got this story yesterday from Beth Mullins. Yes, we did. Oh, wow. So maybe you guys both just lost. We already got the under. Maybe. We all went over, though. All right. We'll go to number two. Over under one interception thrown by a QB in the game tomorrow. I'm going over because BYU defense is going to make this work. Uh, Kavaris Thomas and uh, Tyrell Pigram, uh, 56% completion rate, only throw for 167 games. So they don't throw it a ton or throw it well, but I think BYU will have two plus. Okay. Wow. I think that's bold because, as I pointed out, Pigram has attempted 113 passes. None of them have been intercepted this year, and I think he's going to be the primary thrower. They're going to play from behind and have to throw the For Western Kentucky tomorrow. Um, I'm actually going to go push here, Jerem. I think there will be one combined interview, or interview, interception. I bet there will be more than one. Between the quarterbacks. There will be plenty of interviews. One combined interception between the quarterbacks. I'm taking a push here. Jason? Has any of your push predictions paid off yet, Spencer? No, but i got to catch up. So you're due. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, just you're check it. You're due. Like the universal. Yeah. I didn't need you to look here, Ben. <laughs> At the Sharpie? We, uh. The Sharpie. We, we need to reset the score here. <laughs> I think you need a real instrument. All right, Jason, <laughs> J- Jason took the end on that one. Number three. More, more Ryan Rico punts or 
Western Kentucky turnovers. I go Rico punts. He's going two and a half a game right now. I think the BYU defense will force two takeaways, and uh, Rico will punt at least thrice. Brian Rico probably will only have to punt twice. I think. I don't think Western Kentucky is going to turn over more than once. If if it's twice, like three punts, that's not that many. You can still dominate. He could punt three times. Yep. So I'm going Rico punts. And the annoyed Jason Shepard, he took turnovers. Of course he He's did. annoyed. He's in the lead. Uh, he, he sent out a tweet a few minutes ago after we did the radio promo. He's annoyed. Oh. Uh, All right. Uh, Number four. Will BYU have more rushing or receiving TDs? I say uh, rushing. Uh, BYU is, has done a really nice job with that this year. West Kentucky has allowed 14 rushing touchdowns, only five passing touchdowns. So there's, uh, there's some Swiss cheese there uh, on the rush defense of the Hilltoppers. Western Kentucky hasn't seen Zach Wilson. This is going to be receiving touchdowns. BYU is going to put on an air clinic inside the red zone or the blue zone or just inside the 20-yard line for that matter. It's like, a, like an oxygen bar or something in the red zone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm like, what's an air clinic? Come on over. We'll uh, push some air around. and uh... It's 10 bucks for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's All right. Jay, Jason took receiving on this one. Last one. Number five, Tyler Algier will average more or less than 6.3 yards per carry tomorrow. He's averaging 6-6 on the season. Okay, Western Kentucky has played two teams like BYU. They've played Liberty, who ran for 354. Two dudes ran for 100. Marshall ran for 182. They had a 100-yard rusher. In both games, an 8 and a 7.1-yard per carry guy. I think that happens again. Oh. Can I change my pick? No one knows what you were going You've to You've convinced me. I, I was going to go less, but now I'm 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 going more. Tyler Algier will be more. Oh, you can't change your pick. More. Yes. Minority change report. You can more. always change. That, that was the, the more of the stuff. Our question of the day. What would you consider a trick and a treat for BYU tomorrow against Western Kentucky? At Rubioso BYU on Twitter answers, a trick would be allowing Western Kentucky to somehow get a multiple score lead. A treat would be seeing many players perform well, including some plays from Hank Tuipolotu, Keanu Hill, Sione Finau. Also, a big treat is that I'll be there in person to see it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mount Short from Ames Flames. Trick, Dax to Wilson TD Pass. Treat, Dax to Wilson TD Pass. I love it. Okay, today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding forward. Tom Homo, best Halloween AD in the country, hands down. He is legit. He was Eric from Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom. Unbelievable. Our thanks to today's guests, Tom Homo and Ryan Hancock. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time. For Jerem, the birthday boy, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Peter Tui Pelotu. BYU football tomorrow. Go Cougs!